Hello everyone, I know it's been a little while, but I'm Phil. And I'm Dan. And we're back for the first episode of the 2019-2020 season. It's time for the Neighborhood Leafs podcast. And now it's time for the Neighborhood Leafs podcast. So Dan, last time we spoke, it was the day of Game 7. Well, last time we spoke on air. We have maintained some sort of relationship since then. Um, and you know, because of life is busy, because of the Raptors, because we really didn't want to talk about Marner contracts, we didn't record since then. But now, on the day that the 2019-20 season starts... We could finally talk about this offseason. And really, it was a pretty eventful offseason. There was lots of turnover. Contracts were signed. Trades were made. Uh, the Leafs, uh, Marlies, and Sens all decided to just exchange players. It's going to be really weird tonight looking at all the ex-Leafs on the Ottawa Senators. Uh, what are the big things that jumped out in your mind about this past offseason? I think the, the the Leafs' big shakeups, Like the, you know... Um, Dubas has proven he's not really uh, afraid uh, to shake things up, and he kind of lived up to that. You know, the Kadri deal was a big one, mm-hmm. trading for a defenseman that uh, we know we needed, but also on an expiring contract. And then, of course, all the the contract, um, like the stalemate with Marner all summer long. Yeah, which is funny. Like the, we, the word stalemate and holdout and all that stuff was thrown around. Relative to some of the other free agents, Marner ended up being one of the first ones to sign. Right. And in terms of making them sweat, Marner probably had to sign uh, sweat the least. Um, so you know, let's since we're on that topic, uh, Marner Marner ended up signing for six years, ten point nine three million, I think it was. Uh, what were your original reactions to the deal? I think it was just relief that it was done and that he didn't make as much money as Matthews. I think that yeah. was the big rumor was that that's what he was demanding almost. Yeah, and then did the contracts, a lot of the bridge contracts that got signed in the weeks after that kind of change the way you felt about it? It was one of those things where some of them were just like, ooh, like I wish he signed for that. But once John Tavares signed for $11 million as a free agent, it changed everything the Leafs were going to do and it didn't... It, it's almost never mattered what everyone else is going to do. We knew Point would sign for way less. You kind of assume these other guys wouldn't sign for more Kachuk because of their structures. Like he wasn't going to make $6 million more than Goudreau. Yeah. But it was, you know, it, I kind of just tried to take it as it is what it is, and we didn't have to trade anyone. Yeah. Well, besides Kadri, which we got stuff back for. Yeah, you're absolutely right, right? And I, I know for me, it's easy to look at just the cap hit and say, oh my God, like how is Marner making... Five and a half more million than Lining. Right. Right? But I think one of Dubas's big, uh, let's say, mantras as he was going to sign everyone was not just about getting everyone locked up for this year, but he's going to address the cap situation on a year-to-year basis when it comes to a lot of the, the fringe players. But he wanted his core locked up for as long as possible. Right? Like you said, I think the goal was to get Marner signed for less than Matthews. Right. Uh, and he kind of found the you know the magic place in between having Marner sign for as long as possible, having him sign for as low as possible, and also not having him end up the same year as Marner and Nylander. Right. Because right? that was something that they also wanted to avoid. 
Yes, it would have been great if he was at a lower cap hit. It would have been wonderful. To be honest, I don't understand why Marner didn't sign for below 10. Because I can't think of another situation where a player could have signed for $9.5 million a year and been one of the top five paid wingers and been hailed a, a saint who was generous and a team player. Like, it was just, he could have had his cake and eat it, and it too. Right? And you know what's crazy just on that point? It made me think – I saw an interview and it was uh, Holtby because I guess he's up for contract mm-hmm. this year. And they asked him about that and he said, I have a responsibility to myself and the rest of the players in the league. Yeah, and I think that's what it comes down to, right? Right now, uh, hopefully we're going to see a few things in the next few years. You're going to see uh, the cap go up, hopefully. Uh, hopefully stimulated by uh, Leafs late playoff Push, yes. Which would bring in lots of extra revenues for the NHL. Um, and also you're going to see uh, players like McKinnon uh, and, and Marshawn Bergeron and you know all these other players that are on team-friendly deals start to hit UFA. And eventually, I'm not saying, I don't think we're ever going to look at the point where Marner is like, oh, hey, that's a steal of a deal. Right. But at the very least, I don't think it will be the outlier that it, looks like now because i i know like it's really easy to compare let's say uh marner's deal to um let's say uh i guess rantanen would be the direct comparable right so yeah rant i think marner had six more points than rantanen last year and he's making 1.7 million dollars more but you hit the nail on the head before it has to do with internal cap um and when you have two players already making $11 million, right, it's pretty easy to say, you know what, I guess we have to give this guy $11 million too. Right. You know who's looking like a steal is Nylander. Yeah, and that's... So, like, and I'm surprised no one mentioned that. So, right. Kyle Connor signed for, I think it was six at seven. Right, or seven, seven years? Seven, seven. seven at seven. Right. Seven, right. Still, and nice deal. You know what? Like, that's... I, I understand it's really easy to say Marner or that Nylander is not worth it. Um, coming off the year he had, right? Right, but I think most Leaf fans can say, you know, Nylander's going to look like a steal. I think out of all of them, yeah, Nylander can look like thirty, can get thirty goals in number season. eighty-eight now. Number eighty-eight, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Twenty-nine on my jersey, eighty-eight in our hearts. <laughs> um, I was wondering about that. I was like, um, so he says that he's going to cover the, you know, the renumbering of your jersey. Does that apply for knockoffs bought in China? Right. Because yeah, yeah. I don't know about you. I have lots of Leaf jerseys. <laughs> I don't know if any of them are actually bought at Real Sports or at, from the NHL. No, store. the only one I have, I won at a Leaf game. There we go. Look yeah. at you, Dan, getting to go to a Leaf game. It was years ago. They were like. years ago. More oh, yeah. affordable during losing seasons. Exactly. Exactly. It's only $200 a ticket. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, we talked about the modern thing. Again, it's been debated so much. It feels like a betrayal to our listeners to um, go on about it anymore. But let's talk about a few of the other big things happened. So the big trade that happened, aside from just uh, the Sens and Leafs just kind of trading crap, right, uh, right was the, the Nazem Kadri and uh, Tyson Berry trade that happened. It also brought us Alexander Kerfoot. Um, I know I was sitting on the couch with my wife, and when I read that, I was like, holy shit. Right, like Tyler, I knew that Tyson Berry was a right-handed player. Right. I was familiar with the Jake Muzzin, a Tyson Berry connection from uh, back in the day. Um, so again, I, I'm super excited about how that's going to look. I think for the first time in years, we have a legit top NHL pairing that is left-handed and right-handed. Yeah, 
right? Like, I don't know how many... Again, I'm not saying it's the best, but I'm saying it's standing. I think everyone, everyone around the, the NHL yeah, yeah. could say, you know what, Muzzin Barry. Okay, right. that's a left-right NHL pairing. Right. Right? And when you add that with uh, Morgan Riley, who's, you know, top-pairing defenseman, he's going to be playing with Cody Cece, who, again, I don't Jury, think... Jury's out, I think, still, right? Yeah, but at the very least, we've yeah. known that... We, we've been able to see that Morgan Riley has been able to be an elite NHL defenseman playing right. with... Nah, anybody players, yeah, right? Yeah. So that's again, jury's like you said, the jury's still out. Um, yeah, so I, I'm pretty excited to see where he's going to go. Yeah. You mentioned it before; uh, he's on a one more year contract, right? Which means that this year, you know, is a big year for the Leafs, right? All their chips are in uh, in, in play. There's going to be another retooling that happens with that defense next season. Um, but like I mentioned before. Dubas's strategy was about locking up his main pieces, and the road to the, the back, the fringe players, right? The the right. you know the third, fourth, fifth, sixth defenseman, right? The bottom six forwards. You're gonna see a lot of turnover every yeah. single year. If you're gonna overpay guys, it's always best to get to overpay your best players. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Right. So just to set the set the the, the tone, set the picture for for tonight. Uh, Leafs are going into the season. Um, why is this year different? So last two years, we've lost to Boston in Game 7. right? Last three years, we've been knocked out in the first round. Mike Babcock has not made it out of the first round in like 10 years. Yep. Um, why is this year different, Dan? Man, that's such like a loaded question. It's like, I feel finally the Leafs feel like it's different. You know, like it's it's not the same team. They're, after Gardner left, there's no one left from the collapse against Boston that year. He was the last remaining. Him and Kadri were the last two remaining players, um, and I think they're finally ready to get over losing. Like it was like Washington lost to Pittsburgh, lost to Pittsburgh, lost to Pittsburgh, lost to Pittsburgh, and then they finally beat Pittsburgh and they go on to win the Stanley Cup when yep. they were supposed to be done. Right, exactly. Right, and the Leafs have to finally. You know, you guys got paid. Everyone yeah. got paid, so it's like time to put up or shut up. And you mentioned Babcock, and I think it's almost the same for him. You got paid. You know, it was a few years ago now to get these players to this point so that you can bring them to the next step. Yeah, and I, I think the Leafs are lucky. Like you said, they got paid. They got paid without winning. Yeah. Right? None of their players won anything. Did no. Matthews win Rookie of the Year? Yeah, okay. Matthews so won Rookie of the Year. one piece of hardware between them all. Right? But they've never had any team success. Right. Right? When it comes to Matthews, like, you know, he's never had a full NHL season where he's played 75-plus games. Right? Right? So, like... They got to have their money. They better, you know, show up. People right? will lose their jobs and, if they don't. And, and that's going to happen, right? Yeah. And I know for me, um, we were talking about this before we started, like, I don't think Mike Babcock is going to finish the year as the coach. Right. Uh, and I just look at the pattern that you've seen with with Boston, with, off the top of my head, with Pittsburgh, where you have coaches get fired. Right, and that kind of galvanizes the team, yep. and that kind of, that the actual he's like the sacrificial lamb that brings them to the next step. Yeah, it's like the wake up call. It's the wake up call, right? It's the and again, Mike Babcock is a Hall of Fame coach, but we all know what his limitations are. We all know that he's stubborn. Right? Yeah, well, it took him two full seasons or three full seasons just to put Matthews on the other side of the ice in the power play. I know, and again, last year. It was my big thing when we right. talk about the power play, about switching Marner and Matthews. They finally did it in Game 7. Yeah. And when they had would have a great power play, they'd 
shoot the puck around for a minute. They get off the ice and then you know. And there's and you know and uh, like you we can't we can't compliment Babcock enough, but he also played Zach Hyman on one leg. Yeah. In the game seven, like this guy's not Steve Eiserman. Yeah. And again, it's you know it's always hindsight twenty twenty, right. right? But for us, it's hindsight twenty twenty. He knew right that he was injured. Yeah. Right. He knew that, and he didn't adapt, right? That's been the big thing, right? And I think that if Mike Babcock wants it to be on the players, I think he needs to find a way to take a little step back and let it be about the players. Well, I think these guys also have, they're just as secure as he used to brag about being. Like, I got money, I got contracts. Like, yeah. These guys actually have them now where the power is, is swaying to your players now. Yeah. If they walk in and say, I'm done playing with this guy, like, yeah. you don't have the power that you had two or three years ago. They're all making more money and have more term than Mike Babcock. Right. So if someone's got to go, it's not trading your disgruntled superstar. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, but hey, I hope it all goes well right off the bat. I mean, this Spezza thing, I'm sure we'll yeah, talk about. Yeah, and again, it. that's it's what I was going to transition but... to. Like, we talk about Mike Babcock letting things be on the players. Right. Um, why on the, uh, the morning of opening night, when you want it to be on your players, when you've just had an off-season of... Uh, of drama, of contract negotiations, of people getting plastered and pulling yeah. their pants down. Um, that's all we're going to mention about that, yeah. right? Why are you making a story that's not about hockey? Right. Right? And I feel that's what it is. He's just, guys, I'm Mike Babcock. Remember me? And Let's talk about me. Jason Spezza has just under 1,000 points, I think. In over 1,000 games, he came home for the league minimum. Yeah. And you're scratching him for Nick Shore. Yeah. Who's done nothing. Or Timoshov or Gotik. Like, right. like, and again, it... it the Leafs are supposed to, they pride themselves on being the classiest organization, right? At least, they might not be, but like they, they yeah, say whatever, that yeah, they are, right? Things, like yeah. It seems like a really easy step for them to do. Especially considering, because we've already talked about, they're going to be paying their top end players so much money. Right. They're going to need to depend on these veterans coming in at right. the league minimum, right? So, if I'm them, I'd be bending over backwards. At least... At the beginning of well, the season. Well, Spezza came in early He's to help out with the rookies or the younger guys. Like, he's done, he's gone above and beyond yeah. to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs at bare minimum. It, it, again, it, it seems like... It's a power struggle, it feels like, yeah, already. It, it, it seems like just creating another narrative yeah. that doesn't need to be there. Yeah, I don't, I don't... Kyle, I don't like Jason. You shouldn't have signed him. I'm just not going to play him. Pretty much, right? And, and yeah. It, again, it's frustrating. Like, I, I, I'm... Be so excited to just be able to talk about what's going to happen tonight in the game and everything like that. Um, talking about things that are going to happen tonight, uh, Mike Bobcock said 100% captain's being named tonight. Yeah. Um, I was always thinking it was going to be Matthews because that was kind of the model in the NHL, right? Where you get your suit, draft your superstar, a few years later you make him captain. Um, speculation has been it's going to be Tavares. Which uh, I'm totally fine with. Uh, what are you thinking? Are you 100% on the Tavares train? Yeah. Or? Yeah, I think I think if it would be a shock, it'd be like Riley at this point. Like that would kind of be the shock. Like I feel like it's almost not going to be Matthews. Yeah. And that, you know, it kind of, you know, everyone's saying, you know, the, the guys who actually know stuff or, you know, I, I'm, I'm hearing it's Tavares, 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 and then it could all of a sudden be Riley. Yeah, see, I, I still think it's going to be Matthews. You still think so, eh? Right? I think that from a, like, John Tavares is the safest option. Like, there's literally no downside. He's Mr. Maple Leaf, Mr. Pajama Boy. Came home. Came home. Been a captain before. You know, from the GTA. 
like the most boring man ever. Right. So like you know he's just gonna give you the little sat, the little oh yeah we got pucks deep we got pucks on net you know we worked on our two hundred foot game like in the most monotone in voice the most ever. monotone yeah. voice ever. But I just think that you know considering like I think this is a Brendan Shanahan decision, right? Because it's a long term view decision, and I think ultimately speaking, you want Matthews to be the captain in five years. But I also think if it's a long term decision, you want Tavares to be the captain for ten years. He's got the longest term still. This is year one of seven. Yeah, I guess this year two him of seven. and Marner would be ending well, at, the, at same the same time. At the same time, right? So, like, Matthews, let's just pretend in the worst case scenario, Matthews leaves after five years. Now you're giving it to, to old man Tavares? Or could he be the next Matt Sundin who's just been around forever? <laughs> Possibly. And well, that's what we're going to see. I think one thing we got to pledge, we're not going to talk about contracts. No. You know, like, and again, we, we skipped over this in our offseason review, but, you know, we talk about there being no more uh, contracts to talk about. They signed Janssen. They signed Kapanen. They signed Kerfoot. Like, aside from their defense, and all their defensemen are, are, right. are, are their contracts are going to end out. Forwardly speaking, it's all locked up. Um, so, again, I'd like to see it be Matthews. I, I'd like, I, I'm so disappointed that he didn't talk to it tell the team about what happened yeah like it's, it's a really a sign of immaturity from what i read like if he had told the Leafs, we never would have heard about it they, they have people that make stuff like that just go away oh yeah and, and i'm sure i'm sure lou lamorello introduced him to a guy <laughs> right <laughs> into a guy yeah right like yeah and that's the thing is that there was no spin there was no you know lawyers like the, the Leafs could have taken care of it all i just picture is the ace ventura scene right yeah hello do you, can i ask you a question oh, yeah exactly i'm talking <laughs> you know, about yeah um, yeah, but whatever. whatever. Um, so I hope it's going to be Matthews. I, I, I think it would be a nice way to show that you like believe in him, that you're not disappointed. Um, I think no matter who they introduce, the Leaf crowd is going to go bananas. Which it seems like they're just going to introduce it. Like they're not. There's no press conference. They're literally someone's going to skate out onto the ice. Yeah, with the C. That's pretty. And cool. now your captain. <laughs> yeah. Martin Marinchen! Imagine yeah, right. everyone just like, uh, wait, what? Tyson Berry. No, like, again, like, like, someone who cares. Like, you know what you talked about, Matt Sundin? Like, see if anybody knows this. Rasmus Matt <laughs> yeah. Sundin! You see some, like, players that are, or some fans that are just like, what, Matt Sundin, what? Um, yeah, so, like, that's, man, I'm, I'm fired up, Dan. Just fired up. I'm having. I got my notes and what we want to talk about, but I'm having a hard time staying focused on something. There's so many ideas, little repressed thoughts, and stuff like that. Um, let's go here next. Uh, does this regular season matter? Like uh, we're excited. It does. Can't wait to watch the game tonight. But assuming they make the playoffs, which I think a lot of people are pretty confident in saying that because of where they they are in their development. Does this regular season matter? It doesn't at all. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> like, See you for game one in April, guys. Like, assuming, like, if they were to not make the playoffs, then of course it matters, right? Yeah. It's a huge, the biggest storyline in in Canada. But much like the Raptors winning the, the championship, right? Yeah. Well, I think the Raptors were in this, the same, exactly the same position the Leafs are in now, right? They made the playoffs consistently for a few years. Playoff disappointment, playoff disappointment. You know, they kept setting themselves internal goals for the regular season. We're going to win the division. We're going to win the conference, right? And they kept choking in the playoffs, right? And that's where the Leafs are now. No matter what they accomplish, 
Matthews, Nylander, Marner, and Tavares could be in a four-way tie for MVP. Right. If they get bounced in seven games, if they get bounced at all, it's a failure. And to yeah. be perfectly honest, from my point of view, if they don't make the conference finals, it's a failure. Right. Right? Because now... I mean, barring some bunch of injuries or right? something, right? But And we've seen how quickly things can change. Look yeah. what happened in Winnipeg. Yeah. Right? Two years ago, okay, they were one win away from making the Stanley Cup Finals against an expansion team. Yeah. Right? And now people are saying they're done. Yeah, and they're, they're one of their best players might not even play. Like Buff? He doesn't even know. Apparently people have seen him at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's where I'd be, but yeah, exactly. After that money, I, I'm curious, like how, like how overweight he he is. Right, he's right, probably right. like step on a scale, and he's like, you know what? It's probably a good idea if I just retire. don't show up. Hey, coach, if I just leave now, can we not make a story out of this about yeah, how exactly. overweight I showed up to camp? Exactly. <laughs> but um, also at six oh six, Elliot Friedman tweeted out that John Tavares will have a C on his jersey at some point. Oh, breaking news. On Tim and Sid, I guess he told him. Okay, so again, let's let Elliot Friedman. Which kind of sucks, man. That, like he he couldn't have just kept that a secret. He could he had to break that news. Like he couldn't just let us all find out. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of his job, but also, yeah, it's true. Like I would, I, I, I would just hope he's wrong. Now I hope yeah. Matthews and exactly. And but again, Elliot's a classy dude. Yeah. He's a classy dude. But so again. Apparently it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, Tavares, which again, boring, safe option. Um, I hate the fact that the storyline now is gonna be well. Was Matthews gonna be the captain? Yeah, and everyone before? says absolutely not. Which I'll just believe. It. I'm just choosing to believe it. That's fine. Yeah, but again, like n- no one can deny the credibility or the um, the merits of Tavares being right. the captain. Right. Yep. That's guy's got a gold medal. He's got a gold medal. From Toronto. Right. He's from Toronto. He. Took the pay cut of eleven million dollars. Yeah, yeah. It sounds so ridiculous to say. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess I have to go buy Tavares jersey. See on it now. <laughs> okay. Um, well, we should all start tweeting at him that because he didn't t- like he he didn't tell us before the season that he should pay to get the C stitched on everyone's jersey. Yeah, exactly. Nylander was willing to do it for the numbers. Come on, John, exactly. your hometown boy. So some knockoff person in China. Uh, I'm going to be ordering a John Tavares captain jersey soon. <laughs> be ready. Be ready. Um, okay. So uh, a few other things that I want to get through today. Uh, we only got like 35 minutes before the game starts. So um, X-Factors, you know, players to look for during regular season. Who do you think is going to be a major difference maker from last year to this year? Like a major, like a difference maker, I'd say Nylander, right? Okay. There's no, like even based off just how he ended his season with the World Championships, like he yeah. was on fire. Um, I think he's got a lot to prove now, being you know very underpaid compared to his best buddies now. Yeah. Uh, but then I think damn like, you, <laughs> cheapskate at seven million. Right. But then I think uh, like an X factor will be Kerfoot. Yeah. Because can he fill Kadri's role? Kadri was an amazing third line center. Like the Leafs were very lucky to have a third line center as great as Kadri until the playoffs. Yeah. Every year. I think, like, when we think about Kadri, we got to separate a few things. The playoff suspensions, yeah. right? That's so, obviously yeah. the lingering bad taste we have in our mouth, right? Last I year, I have him on my fantasy team. So. Last year, Nazem Kadri was not the thirty goal Nazem Kadri. No, right? So, you know what? What do you get? Like twenty-ish goals. Yeah, like you know, like, like he's just he's our good soldier, right? Nazem like Kadri. I think that's very obtainable for Kerfoot, right? Yeah. I don't think he's going to play as much as as Kadri did last year. 
I'm really hoping this is the year where they say Matthews, Tavares, go give her. Right. You know, both play 20 Just minutes never a game. seems like that. Oh, I know. But I that know. could be the axe that ends But up Sheldon Keefe might do it. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I, again, I think Nylander, if we look at actual, like, just jump in points. I think Nylander is the guy. Well, like, yeah, right. He had such a terrible season can't, last year. He literally can't have a worse season last year. We talked about how great Matthew, Matthews look and Janssen and all that stuff. Right. That consistency uh, with a you know Tavares Mariner line going next to it, I think it would be great. Because he got six. He had his his big season two seasons ago without Tavares. Now, yeah. if he can get some time with him, look at what Marner did. Yeah. No. Yeah. So. I'm pretty pumped about that. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. So I think for me, my X factor, and I'm gonna try and get away from the the, the forwards. Um, Rasmus Sandin is playing tonight. Right. Right. He's a 19 year old rookie. Um, also, they've said arguably he's like the best Maple Leafs defenseman prospect in like you know the like last a, twenty since years. Since Morgan Riley, right? potentially. Right? Since Morgan Riley, yeah. Um, and when you look at what the Leafs need. In terms of having you know smooth skating, puck carrying defensemen, uh, young, cheap, he kind of checks all those boxes. And I know it was a preseason game; and they were playing against you know nothing so with awesome. Leafs players, but like playing thirty minutes yeah. and like being just smooth. And, and it's like almost calm. like they were trying to kill him. Like they're just like, "Go back out there, yeah. go back out there," and he just continued. And he just kept to going. Play. Yeah. Right. So he's starting off playing with Martin Marincin. God bless his soul. Yeah. Um. But. I think I could easily see a way we're in a month he's playing with Riley. But does he get past I guess the big the big hurdle is does he get past game nine? Yeah, and I'm like I think the way things are looking right now, um, game nine and where Travis Dermott comes back, right. it's kinda looking like it's gonna be around the same time. Right. I guess that's the big thing, right? Or I yeah. guess you could still set him in the press box for a couple of weeks to see how Dermot Yeah, well you, the thing is it's playing nine games. Yeah. It has nothing to do with actually how many days you're up, right? Right. Uh, so I think come as much as there has been a lot of change on the least blue line over the offseason, I think come the trade deadline, right? You're looking at uh, Riley and either him playing with either Dermot or playing with Sandine. You got Muzzin and Barry together, right? Right. And then, you know, your sixth defenseman is someone that's not on the team. Yeah. I, I think I can really see a way how at the end of the season, the Leaf Blue Line isn't really a thing we talk about. Right. From yeah. a present point of view. Right. You want to talk about the offseason and the changes? Yeah, which we can it doesn't. At that point, it won't matter because it's let's just win the Stanley Cup and then let everyone go their own separate ways. Exactly. Exactly. Like we've seen. With Kyle Lowry. If you win, whatever. No one cares. No one cares. High five win. Kyle Lowry on the way out of town. See you later, buddy. Well, have fun in LA. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. Okay, so uh, I got a few over unders for you that right. I want to throw at you, and we'll kind of use that as our, our stop up point for today. Um, before we go on, guys, I, I, it's possible that you've heard kind of some background noises in the background and stuff like that. Um, I'm in the process of finishing my basement. I got some drywall. I was working hard downstairs. Um, we're going to have a super fun recording area downstairs. Got all my leaf memorabilia that's going to be going up on the wall. We're going to have a nice little... I uh, might even transition to kind of recording this with, uh, on camera and putting it on YouTube eventually. Uh, so if you've heard any little sanding noises or little booms and bangs or my dog barking, that's why it's going on. Okay? But with that being said, okay, let's go with overrunners. I have six for you. Okay, let's hear them. Okay. 
So, by the way, I have no leaves on my fantasy team, so I might have to just say under for everybody if you ask me points. Okay. <laughs> okay. I actually, so last year I famously carried William Nylander on my team all right. year, hoping that he was going to sign the next day and the next day and the next right. day. Uh, the only leaf I have is Tyson Berry. Oh, nice. So, so I'm, solid pickup. I'm hoping that we see him end up on the first power play unit within the first week or so, and then suddenly he right. gets 90 <laughs> points. But whatever happens, happens. So, first of all. Okay. Okay, let's talk with our buddy Matthews. Yep. Okay. Over, under, games played. 72. Um, I'll go with under. Okay. He seems like he's the guy that they give him more maintenance. Like, if he, his little shoulder injury didn't seem that bad, but they keep him out those few extra days. Yeah. Weeks. Yeah, and again, I, I think now that there's a precedent in Toronto, there's going to be load management. So, oh, that, so that misses, so he'd miss 12 games. Yeah, I could see him missing 12 games. Me 10 games. Yeah. yeah, well, I think he's more around 70, Mark. Okay. 69, 70. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I'm hoping for a big year for Matthews. I'm going to go on the over for that, and so, I'm going to take a picture of this. Right now, the Leafs are on the ice. No Leafs are wearing any letters during pregame warm-ups. Oh, my God. So. Like, I, I wanted them to have this, like, ceremony, right, where it's like, Oh, here's uh, you know David Keon or someone else like a really yeah. old leaf that had the, the cat the, and then he goes and he, he's on his skates with the puck and then he passes the puck to like oh new spotlight oh here we go it's Wendell it's you know Wendell Clark right, right. oh go Dougie, go passing yeah. it to Dougie here yeah. we go another spotlight to Matt Sundin right. right and then who passes it orange pylon in the middle of the ice no, I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> well I, I don't think Dion Phaneuf has a job right now so I think he would be available to make the ceremony true. Um, Right, and then suddenly pass it, and then you see like you know, John Tavares right. wearing his pajamas. <laughs> right, yeah. um, That'd be hilarious. Yeah. So um, okay. So back to Matthews. Yeah. Matthews goals. What about what do you think? Over or under? I, I'm picking the over. Okay. Uh, just because I like to argue with you. Okay. Goals. Okay. Matthews is gonna get 50 goals. Okay. Well, I was gonna say 46. All right. That's so my, that's my number. So you're going the over. Yeah. I, I'm also gonna go on the over at that. Okay. Here we go. This is what I'm curious. Mr. William Nylander. Yeah. Okay. Points. Yeah. 70 points. Stop giving the number <laughs> before I tell you. Okay. What were you going to say? I, I was going to say points 74. Okay. I think I'll get under, but close. Okay. Um, again, and again, this is kind of like you, a, you take over on that? I'm taking the over on yeah. it. And only because... Like, I think Nylander is going to get maybe just over 30 points or 30 goals. I don't think it's going to be completely ridiculous, right. but I think it's going to be a testament to Matthews and to Janssen and the seasons that they're going to have, right? I think that we talked a bit, a bit about Barry and, and Riley, where they play. The second unit is going to be so much better. Right. No Marlowe, no Brown, right? In theory, you could have you know one of Barry or uh, Riley. You're going to have Nylander, right? You're going to have uh, probably a Kapanen. You could have a Jason Spezza. You like. There's a potential right. there yeah. for it being pretty, pretty nuts. Second, second assists still count as points, right? Okay. Um, next one wins by the backup. Oh, wins by the backup, not just games. Okay, and I'm not talking again. I'm purposely putting the backup and not right. Michael Hutchinson. Yeah, we don't know that. Um, seven wins. Wins. Oh man. I'll so go, I'll go over. I'll just pick over. Okay. So, because I think I still still think Freddie's gonna play like 
This, if, Bab- if Babcock is the coach, Freddie's going to play like 65 games. Yeah. So again, the way I'm seeing things is that essentially like if you're saying he's going to get under, he's going to get 60 games. Yeah. Right. That means the backup to win seven games mm-hmm. would have to go. That's pretty easy to do. Uh, what seven and fifteen? Yeah. So I think he can do that. Yeah. If he can't do that, like wow, we messed up our backup. Exactly. Situation. But again, I think that's kind of the area that right. Our dear friend, um, I was gonna say Justin Pogey, Garrett Sparks, Oof. was in. Both okay. of those were nightmares. I know, I know. Um, okay, three more. Okay. Actually, this is not so much of over under; it's more of a either or. Who has more points, Matthews or Marner? Oh, uh, Marner. Nice, nice. Okay, uh, I'm going with Matthews. Um. And just because of the fact that because you're well, you're kind of picking Matthews for that breakout year. Yeah, and also just because of like I think the power play is going to be so much more potent last year. And again, it was like you know Marner got tons of power play points last year, right? But I think you're going to see just Matthews just light up in the power play. Right. I, I love the look. Uh, you know, McFarland, the new the new coach who's managing the power play, he's got everyone in great positions, right? And I think there's just Matthews is just going to be great, just fantastic. Okay, um, next one. Okay, let's go on the defensive side of things. Okay. Um, again, it's another either or. Who has more points, Riley or Barry? Uh, Riley. Nice. Well, I'm guessing you're picking Barry. You have money fantasy team. You need that. Um, yeah. Again, I I just think that like and you have the the contract year thing. I I think. Because of the fact that you that Mike Babcock lost a lot of his defensive guys, right? I see maybe there being just a little bit more of a need for Riley on the PK, right? And then eventually that just causes Barry to switch into that spot. I, I also or does think Riley that, just play both. Yeah, I think you could play both, but I think that also like having another right-handed shot on the power play would also go a long way. Yeah, I, like, that's true. And, and Riley, he's a great passer. He doesn't have a slap shot, right? Like he's. How many times last year did you know they were taking away they were taking away the you know the Tavares down low they were taking away Matthews right and then you just had Marner and Riley passing the puck back and forth and everyone's like these guys aren't going to shoot the puck right right and here we go last one over under playoff round wins one point five. <laughs> Leafs are going to win the Stanley Cup this year. There we go, Danny <laughs> boy. That's what it's about. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm honestly, I'm going to take the over there too. Only because of the fact that I'm just like. This is it. This is it. Toronto, the, the Raptors won. Yeah. And if we want it. the Blue Jays to win the World Series in a few years, the Leafs got to do it first. Right. Right. And, you know, we've seen all of the, those teams. The Cubs, right? Everyone broke their job. St. Louis. The Red Sox. Right? The Red Sox. Even the Cleveland made the semifinals. Like, all these teams have Vegas made it to the cup final. Right? Exactly. Like, yeah, Vegas has won, like, (laughs) what is it, six, five playoff rounds in the last two years? Right. The Leafs haven't won a playoff round in, like, 15 years. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't actually know if that number 15 is right, but, like, it's been a little while. It's been a little while. Um, yeah. Either way, 
it's exciting for the season to come. Okay, um, so Dan, let's wrap it up today. Uh, we got you know 20 minutes uh, before the puck drops, so we got to get ready. Um, I gotta you know put my 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 my, my bab socks on and mm-hmm. get all ready for for the first game. Um, one player you're looking out for tonight? The captain. The captain. <laughs> yeah. Generic. The, the captain yeah, comment. Don't yeah. need to specify who that's gonna be. Okay. Well, wonderful. Um, so uh, now that the season's back over, we're gonna be a bit more active on the on the Twitter feed. Um, at least friendly least PC. Um, that sounds about right. I haven't said it in so long. I think it's just friendly least PC because it's Twitter. Um, the Instagram. Dan's gonna be taking charge of that. Doing all sorts of Instagrammy things. Um, which is Friendly Neighborhood Leafs. Friendly Neighborhood Leafs. Um, guys, third year we're doing this. Um, we're excited. Uh, we're just two guys who love the Leafs. We're hanging out. Soon to be in my finished basement. Um, I'm Phil. I- I'm Dan. We'll see you around the neighborhood, guys. Go, Leafs, go. Everybody's feeling good. Listen to the neighborhood.